thanks so much for joining us here on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagonblast. If I told you you could start in Cranford and head north and end up at the Canadian border, or head south and go to Key West in Florida, you might think I would be talking about taking your car someplace. But did you know there is a pathway through Cranford that is the East Coast Greenway that will take you to those places and many points in between? Joining me today on the podcast is Dennis Mercado Soriano. He is the Executive Director of the East Coast Greenway Alliance. Dennis, welcome to Cranford Radio. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I think a lot of folks who certainly walk in Cranford and bike through Cranford have probably seen the signs that are up directing you. It says one direction, it says Maine to Florida. The other one says Florida to Maine. They might not know that much about it, though, because they're only seeing a very small portion of the East Coast Greenway that goes through Cranford. Tell us a bigger picture about what the East Coast Greenway is, if you would, please. Absolutely. So just over 30 years ago, there are local greenway advocates in New York, in Boston, and Washington, D.C., and they loved the greenway systems that they were developing locally. They said, we need to team up. We need to connect these greenways that we have in our local communities and make it an inter-city network for biking and walking and experiencing these wonderful communities and everything that we have from north to south, from urban to rural, from the best key lime pie to the best blueberry pie, the moose to the manatee. This is the perfect way to experience America. And so these visionaries set out to do that. And they founded a nonprofit, the East Coast Greenway Alliance. And since then, we've been moving this vision forward. And it's become a reality. We've built out over a thousand miles of greenway different sections like you'll find in Cranford. And we now have adventurers who are biking and running and walking the whole East Coast Greenway, but it's still a work in progress. And we want it all to be off-road and safe and family friendly so everyone can enjoy all 3,000 miles. Well, let me explain for anybody in Cranford who's not familiar with the Cranford portion of the East Coast Greenway. You'll find it coming into Cranford off of Raritan Road. It goes through Mohawk Park. It goes on some local streets. You'll also find it going through Nomahegan Park and then exiting Cranford to the north through Lenape Park. But mm -hmm. um, it's an unusual pathway because in Cranford, most of it is on parkland where you don't have to worry about traffic. There are some sections where you do have to deal with traffic as you go through Cranford. But you talked about it going over a thousand miles from south to north and north to south. Where do they find these connections to put this all together? Absolutely. So this didn't exist when it started 30 years ago. There were a few miles here and there. And in New Jersey, there was the DNR Canal towpath mm -hmm. that many people may know about from New Brunswick to Trenton. So that existed, but that was one of only about 75 miles that existed throughout our corridor. So since then, we've built out over 950 miles of new greenways, working with local communities and helping people be able to commute to work or to school or to some of their great destinations in their community. But then also to birth this idea that, hey, if I want a real adventure, I can go from Cranford 
to New York City. I could go from Cranford to Philadelphia or to, down to Wilmington, Delaware, and beyond to Boston going north. So we wanted to show people that you can really bike and walk and run to destinations. You don't have to always get in the car. And one of the great things about it, especially in New Jersey, is it's coordinated pretty well with New Jersey transit, with transit options. So one could take transit north to wherever they want to go, and then they could bike back to their house. You know, that's another great way to experience the East Coast Greenway. You talked about part of it takes in the Delaware and Raritan Canal towpath. A lot of this is repurposing of what once was transportation byways. Parts of it, not necessarily in New Jersey, but elsewhere, are also old rail lines that have been repurposed, aren't they? That's exactly right. If you love transportation history, then you'd love this East Coast Greenway experience because it does connect you with those historic lines that you connect with, whether it's a rail corridor or it's an old towpath or it's a pipeline corridor. There's different corridors that exist that are very special because otherwise you have this mix, this jigsaw puzzle of private landowners. So to get from A to B, it could take dealing with 200 or hundreds of landowners to try to get all of them to agree that, yes, let's build a corridor here. But when we have an, a rail line that's no longer in use, that corridor is abandoned, let's put it to great use. Let's make it equitable public space that everyone can enjoy. And that's by building a greenway and a rail to trail, as they call it. When you talk about the greenway, I've heard it described as an urbanized version of the Appalachian Trail. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We love the Appalachian Trail. We love everything that it brings, that distance, getting out of the city and away from it all in the wild of nature. But we also want people to have access to nature and to each other in their communities, in their cities. So that's why we wanted to make sure we also build an East Coast Greenway so that people can, from their doorstep, get where they need to go and also have great adventure throughout the eastern seaboard. You want to have as much of this being off-road as possible. Right now, what's about the percentage break between off-road and on-road? Do you know? We're getting close to 40% off-road. And in some states, like Delaware and Rhode Island, we're around 70%. So some of the areas, you're going to have a great experience, very off-road and with very light traffic. If you're on-road, there are roads that you know are in a neighborhood where the speed limit's very low and the traffic's respectful. Or maybe there's a good bike lane, but it's not quite separated physically or in a good sidewalk. But there are other places that are really work-in-progress areas. That's like rural South Carolina, rural Georgia. There are some sections where it's a Highway 17 getting through the swamps. So we really recommend anyone who's thinking about that East Coast Greenway experience to do their homework and look at map.greenway.org and say, well, this is the kind of experience I want. I want to bring my child. Well, then I need to stay off-road. And then they can plan a great experience for the family. Others who are more adventurous, maybe they're okay with Route 17 and rural South Carolina. 
But we really want to make sure that everyone does that. They get familiar with the corridor and then go out and have a great time. Cranford obviously is a suburban town, but as I mentioned before, if you head north, you're going to go to New York City. Actually, even before you get to New York City, you're going to go through parts of the city of Newark. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about some of the urbanized sections of the Greenway. What is that like? How do you get into New York, for example, from New Jersey? Absolutely. Well, you have two different ways you can get in, and both of them are great. One, you can take the George Washington Bridge. So you could bike up, you know, Fort Lee, New Jersey, and go across the GW and then, you know, come down from uptown Manhattan. And another way to go is you can take the ferry or you could even take the train in, you know, Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of different ways. But often we have people take the ferry and it's a nice way to come in, sort of like my ancestors from Greece (laughs) who came in and saw New York City off of a boat, you know. It's a fantastic experience. And then you can jump on the Hudson River Greenway and you have this beautiful stretch where you've got water on the left, you're going north, and you've got these towering buildings on your right. And you can see parks along the way and people of every shape and size and color enjoying the Hudson River Greenway, which is our most popular section of the East Coast Greenway. It's Mm -hmm. part of why we are, when you add up all the visitation that's happening on the Greenway, it's 50 million bike rides, runs, and walks every year. So in some ways, it's the most visited park in America today is the East Coast Greenway. And we want to keep building that. We want to complete the whole stretch from Maine to Florida and then to have 150 million to really transform the way people move in the eastern seaboard. A few years ago, when the Goffles, the new Goffles Bridge opened up between yes. Elizabeth and Staten Island, mm-hmm. as part of that new bridge, they opened up a pedestrian slash bikeway across the bridge. It. So now there's there's another way of going across, isn't there, where you can actually divert that way and go through Linden out to uh, the Goffles Bridge and into Staten Island in New York City, and then over the Bayonne Bridge to get into Hudson County, I guess, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, and I've I've biked that. We had the New York to Philadelphia bike ride recently that had hundreds of cyclists enjoying the East Coast Greenway and all of that. So we did Bayonne Bridge and the Gothels Bridge, and that was a really good experience because then you get up on that bridge and you have quite a view of mm-hmm. the scenery there. You see the industrial history. You see uh, the nice historic homes in different neighborhoods and It's a really great way to get to know North Jersey. When we think about connecting with history and connecting with culture, there's really no better way to do it than on a bike or running or walking because you're connecting more deeply with the community. When you're driving 70 miles an hour, you got your windshield separating you from your surroundings. You're not getting that rich experience that you can get when you're out on the East Coast Greenway. And getting to know the ironbound district of Newark and the delicious taste of that Portuguese food there, you know, and everything, all the rich history, culture, nature of the corridor. It's the best way to experience our country. When you get down to the Florida Keys, I'm curious, how does the bikeway work there? I've never been to the Florida Keys myself, so I'm not sure. Is there a bike lane on the highway or, or how does that work? It actually is one of our best stretches. 
So there's about 100 miles of the Keys. It's a long distance. And about 70 of those miles are off-road greenway that are separated and nice. I do recommend that stretch. And then, of course, you've got the great, the culture there. They call themselves the Conch Republic of Key West. And it's just a great place to be. And it's so different. One of the things we love about the East Coast Greenway is that it brings different communities together, you know, that that north and the south, the urban and the rural, but also the, the rich diversity of communities that we have throughout the eastern seaboard. And New Jersey is certainly an area that's very diverse, so much great culture there. And it helps people connect in ways that, unfortunately, today with social media and for a lot of different reasons, we're more divided today. Mm-hmm. And so greenways are one of those antidotes to that one of those ways that we can bring people back together and say united we stand we're a great country and we have so much great diversity that we can experience one of the best ways to experience it is on two wheels or two feet something like this obviously a very ambitious project where does the funding come from how how do you support the greenway both the organization and the infrastructure that makes up the Greenway. Absolutely. It really is those two. So my job as executive director is to make sure that our organization is strong and that we're growing and trying to then make more of an impact and accelerate the Greenway progress that we're making. So what I do is I find all the wonderful people that are philanthropic, that are thinking about, I like to bike, I want to be safe. I want my kids to be safe, my grandkids to be safe, and they're donating. So we have wonderfully generous people throughout the East Coast Greenway corridor from New Jersey and beyond who are donating to our nonprofit, and that keeps us really strong. We've actually been able to grow. As I've been director these past 13 years, we've grown from a staff of four to a staff of 16 people who are really you know, ramping up this greenway and making it get done even faster. Every year, it's getting done faster. And what we do with that money through our advocacy, working with mayors and county leaders and state leaders, all the way up to federal leaders, what we're doing is we're leveraging those donations into public investment and to complete the greenway. So what we have over the course of our history, these 30 years, We've turned $20 million in donations into $2 billion in infrastructure investment to complete. So plan, to design, and to construct the East Coast Greenway. Walk me through a little bit how the Greenway parts of it turn into an off-road. Do you work with the counties, the states, and identify, or are you simply taking sections that were already in place and somehow connecting them? to the Greenway and making that part of the Greenway? Oh, great question. So again, 30 years ago, the DNR Canal Towpath did exist. So that was an existing section that we wove into it. There were about 75 miles that were that way. But since then, we've built out over 900 miles of new Greenway. And it doesn't happen by just snapping your fingers. (laughs) It takes a lot of hard work. It takes that planning. And to then you get it in planning and you got to then make sure it doesn't stay on a shelf in planning, but then it gets to that next phase, that design that's so critical, get the engineers into it. And then 
we have to get it all so shovel ready so that we go and we get the construction funding and then we get through all the permitting process and we get it done. We open it up. And when you open these projects, we have DOT officials come to us and say, you know, the ribbon cuttings are nice for bridges and for certain things, for roads and, and things like that. But Greenway ribbon cuttings are the most exciting things. These community celebrations where hundreds, if not sometimes thousands of people will come because they know that they're welcome. This is a linear park for everyone to enjoy. And so you get the community coming together in ways, again, that are universally appealing. So people of all stripes and all different kinds of interests are coming together to enjoy this new project that's been completed. Sometimes it takes 10 years to go from a local vision to a completed greenway. So that's one of the challenges. So what we're always doing is trying to make the process, hearing the input, it has to be a democratic process. This is not a cookie cutter approach. We're doing a lot of community engagement. We're working with the towns and we're hearing a lot and then trying to integrate what we hear. We have a, an inclusionary trail planning toolkit that helps guide us in that process. So we're using best practices throughout this process, but that takes time. We'd love for it to take more like three to four years. And, and that's what we try to do. But sometimes it takes longer than that. And we just want to make sure that we make sure that greenways are a high priority. You know, everyone loves it. But until COVID, it was sort of a nice to have greenways. But then we realized, wow, this is really a sanctuary of sanity. This is a haven of health. I need this space. It's a necessity. And so what we want to make sure is that these hundreds of billions of dollars that are flowing through transportation infrastructure dollars, through the bipartisan infrastructure law, that a lot of that goes to completing the greenway visions that exist today across the country. And that's why we're pushing for this Greenways for All initiative to try to help, to show people, one, Greenways, everyone is welcome on Greenways. And we want people to feel that, we want people to feel included. This is your linear park, your equitable public space. But two, it's about maximizing that investment so that we accelerate greenway progress because we know that's critical for public health. It's critical for our climate. And it's really critical for our economy and having that inclusive economy that moves us all forward together. We talked earlier about how the East Coast Greenway is sort of an urbanized version of the Appalachian Trail. Yes. In the case of the Appalachian Trail, they have trail clubs that maintain portions of the trail in their local areas. Mm -hmm. Is there a volunteer effort on the part for the East Coast Greenway to maintain and improve various sections of the Greenway? We do have that. The Appalachian Trail has done a great job with that, and we want to continue to work harder to do even better than what we've done. As you can imagine, the amount of upkeep sometimes is greater because we're going through these urban corridors. There's so many people, right? If you have 50 million visits, if one out of a thousand people litter out of those 50 million, that's a lot to clean mm -hmm. up, right? So we do encourage trail cleanups. We have some really fun events with that through our nonprofit, but also 
through partnerships, local groups who are owning their section. And a lot of different sections of the East Coast Greenway, it has a local name. Down here is American Tobacco Trail is one of the names, right? And there's all these different names that bring identity to that community and they help people feel sort of understand the history or connect with the local creek or, or something like that. And so we definitely were always trying to help local volunteers keep the greenway in the best condition they can. One of the other challenges, though, is it's a very professional sort of system of building, whereas the Appalachian Trail can be done through volunteers a lot of the time, you know, moving rocks and things like that. This is a very professionalized sort of transportation work, sort of like building roads, mm -hmm. but a lot less expensive. So that process doesn't lend itself toward volunteers building it and necessarily maintaining it in an equivalence to the Appalachian Trail, but volunteers are still very critical into making that linear park the best it can be. Again, reducing litter and that sort of thing, and then maybe pulling invasive plants and maybe helping to plant some great native plants or whatever it is that that community wants, putting up the right benches along the way so that it's the best experience possible. Well, obviously, anyone who wants to be a part of the East Coast Greenway can do that simply by getting on their bike or putting on their sneakers and being a part of it. But for those who maybe yes. are a little bit more motivated and want to volunteer and want to become more actively involved, how would they go about doing that? Oh, great question. So we've got our website, greenway.org, and we'd love for you to come and enjoy and to get to know us and what we do. And then we would love for you to be a part of what we do, to become a member, to become a volunteer. We need people to get involved in different ways. We need to show elected leaders that there's this groundswell of public support for Greenways. And for them to get elected again, they need to invest in this kind of equitable public space. It's so critical for the climate and for all these things that we care about for our health. And so... It takes a lot of people to make that clear to elected leaders and stakeholders. And so we need people's support. We love all of our members and our donors and our volunteers who show up at these different public hearings to state how important it is to complete their local section of the East Coast Greenway. So please do go to greenway.org, get to know us, and join us. We have 150,000 people in our network, and we know it needs to be bigger. It needs to include you so that we can get this whole great vision done for everyone to enjoy. Well, with the warmer weather just around the corner as this podcast is being released, we hope that uh, folks will take advantage and get out there and maybe explore parts of the East Coast Greenway that they haven't seen outside of Cranford. Mm -hmm. We've been talking on this episode of Cranford Radio with Dennis Marcato Soriano. He is the executive director of the East Coast Greenway Alliance. Dennis, thanks so much for being my guest on Cranford Radio. Thank you, Bernie. It was a pleasure.